Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Seeking What They Sought, a conversation on Seventh-day Adventism. I'm Eric, your five-time honorable mention Green Ribbon Award-winning producer. And in this episode, we're visiting with Patty McCoy about the future of the Adventist Church and how the next generation is going to influence that. Welcome to the party. Before we jump into our conversation with Patty McCoy, I just wanted to cover a couple things. First of all, sorry for the delay in getting this episode out. Life has just been pretty crazy recently. Uh, Sean and I have both become fathers in the last few months, and Jesse and Anthony are just lazy. Uh, secondly, we are going to take a short break after this episode as we gear up for a season two of sorts. Uh, we have lots of great topics, discussions, and interviews in the pipeline, and we're really excited to share those with you soon. Okay, with that out of the way, let's jump into our conversation with Patty McCoy. Patty is a good friend of ours. He's a young adult pastor at the Kettering Adventist Church and former chaplain of Walla University, and he's also bald. Let's get into it. Speaking of bald eagles, let's talk about young adults. Um, <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Jesse Churchill. I'm a pastor up in Washington State. I'm Anthony Leiter, and I live in good old SoCal. I'm a youth pastor at the La Sierra University Church. And I'm Sean Lenhoff, and I teach at San Gabriel Academy in Southern California. And apologies, Patty. I'm a little, I'm getting over the flu, so I'm a little sick. Um, yeah. By the way, just so everybody knows, Patty himself is bald. So that, <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> Very important information to know. Uh-huh. I'm getting a I'm getting a death stare right now from Patty. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. Continue. This is the best. Um, so yeah, Patty, I wanted to ask you. You you've been a chaplain for ten years. You were chaplain for ten years at Walla Walla University, and worked a ton with young adults, um, college age, undergrad, uh, grad students. And I'm just curious about your perception. There's been a lot of you know conversation about millennials and. Uh, just I guess our age group de- demographic over the past like five years it's sort of dying down now right it's like Millennials aren't really the star generation anymore so we, you know most of the headlines are Gen Z now but um but yeah I, I just I'm curious how oh man I have, a, I have a few questions but I'm curious what what did what do you find is a strength the young, that young adults have that you feel like can impact the world for for Jesus and the gospel and what do you feel like is maybe something that holds us back um, just from all of your work and time spent with young adults. I mean, I did higher education for 19 years of my career. The last year and a half uh, has been specifically in the church um, as a young adult pastor. So age range, you know, you're talking 18 to 35 mm-hmm. uh, ish um, in that sense. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that it's dramatically different from all the years that it has been in the past. Um, hmm. what, I, what I think the problem is with the church is that even in the the and and I apologize for how I might sound about the growing young phenomenon, um, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm honest. a fan of growing young. I get that, but the fact that this book came out and we're all like growing young this and growing young that. And, oh my goodness, the research! Did you look at it and see? It's the same research has been out that's been out there for 35 years, mm. and we haven't done a thing about it before, mm. right? Wow. Um, it's just that now we have a new thing. But if if the book helps a catalyst to some change, then great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not new 
it's not new. Um, you know, so, uh, in that sense that the problem is, again, it's a fundamental problem with the church is that we want young adults Mm -hmm. to be a part of the church. We say we do, but we really only want them if they worship like us and think like us and do the things that we want them to do. Wow. Yeah. Right. Um, And if it's going to be different, if they're going to, if they're going to bring about change, then, whoa, wait a minute, that's not right. And that's where we close the doors and that's where we lose, Hmm. Um, you know, and we've got to be willing um, to open up the door for what change will come. Now, you know, the young adults are not wanting anyone to exit the church. Like they don't want to get rid. Typically, they don't want to get rid of the older generations. Mm-hmm. They just want to have a seat to be able to say, can I have a voice as well? And all of this, and and can that make an actual difference in what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and can you be open to that? And they want to be mentored and they want to you know, partner in, in all these different ways. Not that they have it all figured out. Listen, I, you know, what, what I say, there was both the, the, uh, what's good and what's a challenge. I think mm-hmm. with any younger generation, um, you know, the challenge is it is so much easier to critique mm. than it is to create. Mm. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and so we, yep. we can, um, you know, sit there and say, oh, the church isn't this and the church isn't that and the church isn't, you know, and, and the phrase that I've been using for a long time is, listen, you can you can spend all your time complaining about what the church is or isn't, or you can just be the church that you want to see in the world. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and in order to do that, we have to stop complaining um, and we have to get involved. And and that's yeah. one area mm-hmm. that's been tough, I think, with millennials. It'll be interesting to see where Gen Z is. But there's a lot of talk amongst millennials about doing great and incredible things. Yeah. Yeah. But in actuality, when you look at like, like it's, they've been the most mission minded generation, mm-hmm, you yeah. guys, um, you know, but you. <laughs> volunteer hours across North America anyway, are down more than they've ever been. Hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is real involvement? What is real engagement? It's called, it's called Netflix. It's so. called, right, exactly. It's called changing it's like, your Facebook profile. Yeah. You change yeah, your so, Facebook profile and we've so done we spend, something amazing. Yeah. So you're saying we spend more time thinking about mission minded things to do, but when it actually comes to doing them, we don't do it. We just like to bring it up. Sure. Or that, that tends to be the generalization, at least, that it's we... It's a generalization, right. It's not everyone, but yeah. but there's certainly enough of that. Or or we're more than happy to talk and complain about the church, and then when we continue to have the door shut in our face, just to walk away and go do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of... Sadly, a lot of people that say they want to leave the Adventist church, and this probably happens in other denominations as well, but... Um, you know, they, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. They don't intend to do that initially, hmm. but they end up walking away from faith, not just church, hmm. you yeah. know, uh, in the long no, run, for sure. I think. Um, and what, what a difference the church would be if we said, no, we're going to do something about it. We're, we're going yeah. to right. know, um, do something to impact uh, the, the kind of church we want to be. Um, so the other thing is we, you know, and we have to stop being judgmental and hypocritical by calling the church judgmental and hypocritical. Hmm. Yeah. Explain that. Yeah. Say more about well, that. Well, it's just it, because when we're saying the church is judgmental, we're judging the church. Hmm. When yeah. we say the church is hypocritical, we're we're being hypocritical by calling the church hypocritical. Hmm. I mean, it, it, again, it's just focus. What are you going to spend your time on? Hmm. Are you going to spend your time complaining about all that isn't or figuring out something, some way to, to make it better? So I, I can totally get behind that myself because I, I get to be the pastor of a church. We have a growing young adult population, uh, where we get to affect change and I'm really excited about it. Um, what do you say to someone who isn't part of a community like that and is literally living within the context of, I would love to be the change, Mm -hmm. but I'm in a context where no one will let me do it. 
or you know, if, and maybe, yeah, yeah. or maybe it's just such a big church that you're lost in the in the midst of it. Uh, how how do you how do you be the change in an organization when that's your situation? Mm. Well, and I, you know, here's the thing. I think that 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 may be part of the challenge is the word organization. Um, you know, are we are we trying to change an organization? Or are we trying to build up the body of Christ? Well, sorry. Yeah, I guess maybe, and, and maybe no, I'm, I'm not change the. Yeah. yeah, I'm not criticizing you, and I, I'm just thinking of me. Maybe I'm taking I'm taking you know. personal offense. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like how we think about it. Like we want to change the organization, or we want to build up the church. Which, by yeah. the way, another side note mm. is another big problem within Adventism is we spend a lot more time using language that tears down the body of Christ instead of build up the body of Christ. Hmm. Yeah, and if we could figure out how to stop that, <laughs> you know, I mean, all the online, you know all the the uh, vicious websites that are mm-hmm. you know tearing other people down and and purporting the conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff it does nothing to build up the body of Christ why are we doing it mm-hmm. yeah. why, why, why do yeah. we allow it um, but Jesse I think that that is you know they, therein does lie the challenge is even like if they're not letting me right. well then you know what if you're in a church that's not letting you have a voice or letting you be involved then, that one, we have technology that lets us do church in all sorts of different ways, right? Yeah, right. Um, you know, but to be to be out there and looking to start or build or grow something somewhere, you know, if if a church mm-hmm. wants to continue to to fade into black, let them. Hmm. Okay. If okay. if they're going to, yeah. you know, it's just what Jesus you mean fade said. In, fade into gray. Right. Well, that's probably more. It, what it's it like is. Jesus said, shake the dust <laughs> off your sandals and move on. Why'd you say black right? though? Yeah. <laughs> For the record, Jesse said black. I did not. Yeah. So, I, so Jesse Patty, did. no, you did. I said gray. So, Patty, oh, here's I said, my question. Oh, you're right. I said flayed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Thank here's you. here's my question. It's actually a serious question. Get. Oh, let's let's uh, let's uh, refocus here. Um, so, Patty. No. <laughs> if so, you said like you know, shake the 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 dust off your sandals and go somewhere else. Um, you know, a lot of people can come to conclusions about what that means, right? With Within our context in the Adventist church, you know, what is, you know, people have talked about a church split. They've talked about, you know, finding a, a healthy place to um, to deepen your spiritual walk and also feel like you can be empowered to help others in that, in that place. So um, some people will come to the conclusion that you should leave just the Adventist church in general. So you should ditch the Adventist framework. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it's one thing to say you're no longer part of the Seventh-day Adventist organization, if we're saying, you know, if, if there was an issue there, right, if it wasn't allowing you to have a voice, um, at what point do you say, oh, I'm no longer part of this organization, and then also you say, in, in some way, you're no longer an Adventist, right? Is there, is there a difference mm. between those two, um, saying you're part of this organization and you're an Adventist? Are those two separate things? Sadly, I think they are actually interesting. Um, they become more that way. I think, um, and I've got a friend that coined this phrase: is that I think there is SDA Inc. right now, Inc. where hmm. SDA Incorporated. We hmm. are more concerned about the brand mm-hmm. of Seventh Day Adventists and the Three Angels messages, which typically, when somebody says that, they mean the Third Angels message, not the first two. Right. Um, <laughs> Very true. And um, yeah, just. Kind of, that's been my experience, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and and so we are holding up the the Seventh Day Adventist Church as usurping the body of Christ, hmm. right? Wow, it's hmm. more important than the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, you're talking about are you talking about organization like 
like, the organization yes bureaucratic layers and yes essence. that yeah. i mean i think that is part of the reason why we have more administrators than we should hmm, um yeah. you know and nobody's going to vote to themselves out of a job right, right? yeah um, and, and well, that's actually right not now. true though like the sorry the side note foursquare church the foursquare organization they literally said actually we're going to cut down at the top so we can uh give more money back to the churches uh, so that they can do church planning. Well, uh, and, and so like it, like it, ha- it's happened. Yeah, it's and crazy. part of the year-end meetings at the North American Division was to say, "Hey, okay, step one is trying to, and this is obviously a bigger conversation, but um, yeah. is is the North American Division getting on par with everyone else as far as what we contribute to the the general conference? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the other piece of that then is if we're going to contribute less to the general conference, then more needs to go back to the local church, mm-hmm. not more needs to go into higher levels of administration." Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yes, there are there are those kinds of um, issues and conversations, but so I do think that there is a difference between the SDA Inc. and you know the the followers of Jesus. Here, here's the ultimate thing. Sorry, Patty, I think. can I interrupt you just for a second? Yeah. When you say followers of Jesus, you mean Adventist followers of Jesus? When you like, what do you mean by that? Well, so so here's what I mean. I mean, I am an Adventist. Um, I think we get into trouble when we start differentiating between, well, I'm an Adventist Christian or I'm a Christian who's an Adventist. Right. I, I don't know why they have to be two different things, um, you know, yeah. or we always have to use qualifiers or mm. whatever, um, you know, and, and that, well, I'm an Adventist Christian. I have grown up in the Adventist church. I see through the Adventist lens. What that means to me is I believe I'm an Adventist because there is a message there that I think through the Adventist tradition paints a picture of God that makes, that seems to make more sense to me within the, um, the teachings of scriptures as a whole, mm-hmm. um, and a picture of God that is consistent with that, um, yeah. teachings in scripture that there's a reason I'm an Adventist and anybody that's going to say, I'm going to exit the church because they're not, um, y- you know, you have to be careful because it can be a very self-centered thing. Hmm. The church isn't meeting my needs. I'm going to leave. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's the wrong reason to do it. Um, you know, the, the reason to do it is, listen, I am, I'm being hindered and, and this group or this voice is being hindered from spiritual growth mm-hmm. because of this certain environment. And so we yeah. need to find a spiritual home where we can grow. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And we know for there are some people that because of their interaction within the church, they're not going to be able to grow spiritually within the Adventist church, sadly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They've been scarred. They've been wounded. They've been abused yeah. by a leader. They've been, there's all sorts of things, mm-hmm, right? Is sure, God yeah. still going to work on that person? Absolutely. May he have yeah. to use a different method to do that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or medium, I, you know, I think that that's possible. But if we just leave because we don't like the worship service right. or yeah. we just leave because of, you know, fill in the blank, um, it's, it's the wrong, it's the wrong reason to leave, but everybody needs community. Not a single yeah. person can exit and and think that they're going to go out into the world and just exist on their own spiritually. Mm, um, yeah. You know, we have to be tied to community. That we were designed to be tied to community, and the community yeah. is a beautiful thing. The structure, when the structure gets in the way of the growth, then there's a problem. Mm, um, yeah. And I think that's where we're at right now. Um, you yeah. know, is that structure is getting in the way of growth? Although the, there wow. is something that you know. Um, Younger generation does typically, it's not even the younger generation, just culture somewhat uh, does tend to say right now, the whole idea of being spiritual, but not religious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, yeah. You know you, you've heard that. I actually, I, I got. I think that's um, garbage, but. Yeah. You think it's what? I think it's garbage, personally. So why, why do you say that? 
Well, I don't know. I just I to, to say that I'm spiritual but not religious is to in essence say like I believe in higher things, but I I don't have any sort of set kind of belief system. But you do. You do have a set belief system. You are. I think all of us are religious, whether we know it or not. We're just religious about different things. Yeah. And so uh, that's my frustration. To say that also is just a way to cop out of not having to go deeper. Right. In essence, and that that that's what bothers me. And I don't want to judge people on an individual basis with that, but just I hate that saying in general because that's where I see a, a general generalization of people who are just like, yeah, I don't have to go deeper because I'm spiritual but not religious. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I I was looking for um I I snagged a copy of this recently, but somebody that spoke to that and and really very much the same thing. It's like to say it um is almost spitting in the direction of faith tradition. Hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And saying there's no purpose or reason for this. This is a waste of time. Um, yeah. You know, and I, it really does put self at the center, hmm. right? Yeah. Which exactly. again is yeah. what the world's trying to do. That's the world values. Um, Although to pl- and the weird, yeah, sorry. To play devil's advocate, I think those who say they are spiritual and not religious would probably say the same thing you said, Jesse, that r- religion keeps us from going deeper, that spirituality is deeper than religion ever could be. Well, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. Well, yeah, of course, that that's a reality in our world. But I just think that most people who say that, uh, man, I, I want to be careful. I, I just I get the sense that most people who say that uh, are saying that out of a sense of, I just don't want to be part of an organization. I want to kind of do my thing. Kind of what you said, Patty, where yeah. it becomes a self-centered focus on. And, and what I was about to say was the wild thing about Jesus was that he's not self-centered. In fact, he does call you into something that is a huge commitment, is uh, absolutely life-changing. And because of that, like, you know, you can't just say, I'm spiritual but not religious. Uh, No, it it becomes a religion but a healthy religion, Mm. you know, where my religion is to care about other people before myself. My religion is to to, um, allow someone else to change me and be the power inside of me. Uh, that that lives out of me. That's that's just it's a different way of thinking about it. Sorry, I'm getting off on tangent, but no, like, this just, is interesting because that, it just bothers yeah. me when people say like, "Oh yeah, I'm spiritual but not religious." It's like, no, you are. You're, you're religious. You're religiously uh, yours for yourself. And and I'm gonna say that, and, and I'm gonna make that that call no. This is in kind of like a. This is great. I, I wish we could maybe we should talk more about this another time because I think Jesus was totally non-religious. I be like when okay. You, let me when let, you watch let me read you a quote. Yeah. Good, sorry. Go ahead. You you think Jesus was totally non-religious? No, I I didn't. Ha- Man, maybe I can develop that more. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think Jesus. Yeah, because he didn't go to like the synagogue on Sabbath or anything. Well, like that. well, he did. He he definitely had a he definitely had a system. He he had, <laughs> he had a system, and he he was a religious person. hundred hundred percent. I th- I think we get into trouble he, when we start trying to define it. But, yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, maybe Anthony. The difference I would say is that Jesus didn't come to start another faith system. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. He came to give birth yeah. to his body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we get That's into good. trouble again when we think about it denominationally or, or whatever else. But right, let me yeah. read you this quote and you, you tell me what you think. It says, I used to hear I'm spiritual, just not religious as the post, as the positive yearnings of people looking for a deeper experience of faith than they were finding in specific religious traditions. I have reluctantly come to the conclusion that I'm spiritual, just not religious can be 
wait for it, hmm. one of the most condescending and colonialist, not to mention godless statements anyone can utter. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Yikes. Hold on. That was, that, was, uh, that was heavy. What that phrase has come to mean is that you arrogate to your individual advantage those juicy portions of religious traditions you find appetizing, and you brush yeah. aside the remainder as unprofitable and unworthy of your palate. Hmm. Spiritual yeah. but not religious is an act of godifying self at worst, consumerist tourism at best, hmm. as one wants wanders the aisles of the supermarket of religions and picks out this and that as mementos of one's visit and as stray morsels one may want to consume for oneself without respect for their origin or commitment to their context. Mm. Spiritual but not religious treats religions as brands to be consumed, not belief systems to be understood or faith traditions to be honored. Mm. Hmm. I'm not even, I have quite never a bit. claimed to say that wow. and I'm dead. Like that just <laughs> killed me. It's just, what you know, the, wow. Something to think about. No, but it's true, and I think that we're even in danger of that within Adventism. I can say that I'm probably uh, even almost hypocritical in saying some of the, the stuff that I've said, because even in the context of Adventism, uh, my first drive is to say, that's stupid, I'm going to throw it out. Hmm. That's my first level It's easier. Drive. And so yeah. it does be, yeah, and then it does be, I, and, and, I, and I have to say there's a healthy version of that, because if you're never willing to question and throw something out, then you just get stuck with a bunch of stuff that may not mean anything good but at the same time i think my generation i and probably probably my generation is far too quick to say oh that's that doesn't work you know that that's stupid and therefore i will not believe it yeah Mm. what i found most of the time when and and i've heard this from students too is a lot they'll they have no filters at least my age i teach junior high and and a lot of times when when they're questioning authority whether it's something a church um, belief or not, it, it can just be something that we've set up at the school for them to follow, is they'll call out the the practice that we've put forward, like, oh, we don't want this discipline, or we don't want to do things this way, or why do we believe this, right? You always have those questions, and yeah. and it's usually, what I've noticed, it's usually more on the practice than the the purpose and why that belief or rule was put there in the first place. So, like so, the original. So, yeah, yeah. Like so, so what I'm saying is even connecting that to church beliefs, right? So we talked earlier about um, Catholic paranoia, right? So that's almost become a, a running joke for a large part of our church, right? The Like there's a good chunk of our church that doesn't look at Catholic people and say, oh, they're the Antichrist, right? Sure, like yeah. usually you, you, don't, you don't hear that in most circles. And maybe, you know, these are the circles I've been in. Usually I don't see that being an issue. But then you have to say when people ask like, oh, are, are Adventists anti-Catholic? Mm-hmm. Um, and you get into the deeper reasoning behind that is we have a problem with maybe practice in our church and maybe not the, the doctrine. Is that fair to say? So, so there may be doctrine that speaks out prophetically against the Catholic institution but is it is it speaking out against Catholic people? And and what about the way we practice? Like, how do we interact with people that are of different faiths? You know, because mm. a lot of times we lump people in that are in other denominations as apostate, right? Mm-hmm. And and that almost is like a shunning practice, at least the way I've seen it sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. So is that how it's supposed to be done? You know, we can say we disagree with them, or or maybe we look at parts of prophecy where people have fallen away or church or institutions have fallen away from God's light. Um, but do we, you know, how do we handle that? Because there are sometimes people I've come across, both kids and adults that 
and and it usually falls like Patty said on the extremes, like like extreme conservative, where right. where the idea of talking about Catholics, it's like, oh no no no, we don't talk about them or we don't hang out with those people. Like it, there is an ingrained culture of um, exclusion, and so I guess what I'm trying to look at here is we've, I think we have to get back to the why we're doing things. I think in Adventism we've forgotten, at least some of us, I feel like I have, I, I don't remember a lot of the reasons we do some of the things we do or believe some mm. of the things we believe. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, there's a lot out right now in the business world about starting with your why. Right. Um, and I think you're right, Sean. I think, you know, you've got to know why you do what you do. You don't just do things because we've always done them. That's, that's the lazy answer um, to things, right? Yeah. Uh, why do we do it? But I would I would say even deeper with that, and this ties all the way back into the Trinitarian you know view, hmm. is that the why without the who doesn't matter. Hmm. Wow. Right. So wow. if if we don't yeah. know Christ as our Lord and Savior and as the central figure in our in our faith, then it, the rest of it doesn't matter. Right. Hmm. We're we're off track from the very beginning. Um, I think it was there was a quote that I uh, came across at one point saying that if NASA was off their calculations for the moon by 0.05%, they would miss the moon by millions of miles. Wow. If we're off in our faith by 0.05% of Christ, then we're going to miss the whole point of it by thousands of miles. That's good. Right. So the, so the order has to be, we need to go to the who first, then that will lead us to the why. And then that will lead us to the how. Is that, is that kind of the way you're saying the order should be? be? Yeah. The healthy approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's really good. And and we've got to have purpose to what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, you know, what what's the reason behind the stuff? I think that's what the young the younger um, generations are especially looking for mm. is, you know, why are we doing this? Um, yeah. why are we picking that song? Why are we, you know, teaching on that particular message or that passage in scripture or mm-hmm. you know, why do we, you know, do this at our church? Um, you know, what what's the point of it all? Um, you know, and I've been going through with, with our church on, you know, kind of restating a vision and values and a way forward for our church, mm. uh, community. And, you know, it's, it's paradigm shifting for people, um, to start thinking about, listen, church can't just be an activity that you go to for two hours a week. Mm. If yeah. church is just an activity yeah. you go to for two hours a week, then no wonder all you're talking about is what is or isn't said, how it's said, what song <laughs> is sung or right. isn't sung. I mean, that's what matters. But so if you shift the paradigm and say, you know what, we're church right now, we're having church. We're mm-hmm. we're each a part of church, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it shifts the focus. Right? It's yeah. a lifestyle. It's not an activity. Um, uh-huh. And then I can get caught when I'm leaving church, uh, or see, even then that I, I slip back into it as too. <laughs> oh, when I say I'm leaving church, right? Yeah. Um, but if I'm coming home from a service, let me put it that way, mm-hmm. um, and I say, ah, you know, church was just okay today. Mm-hmm. Well, now mm-hmm. if I'm church, that puts the ownership on me. Right. Oh, you were just okay today. Right. Wow. Yeah. I was just yeah. okay flips. today. Yeah, that's good. What have I yeah. done to make it, to make my church more what I want it to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and what I, when I say church, I mean my faith community, my, yeah. my community, what have I done to build that up? Patty um, is, I, I no, yeah, sorry. Andy, go for it. No, you go actually. Cause you let me go. <laughs> So you're good. Oh well, Aww. I just had a. This is this is a this is a is a sidetrack. This is Patty is is just okay. Like when you say just church is just okay, but then you say, uh, you know, then it then the ownership comes onto me. You know, is just okay how you function on a regular basis. <laughs> That's that seems to be that would be my assumption of your life. That that I'm 
unpack that more, Jesse. I'm just okay. Yeah, you're just okay. Like, yeah, that seems to be the function of your life on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, I just, so, I'm yeah. just doing, I'm just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Day in, yeah. day out. Oh my word. <laughs> Sorry, that it was that was a that was a sidetrack. I had to insult Patty because I love him. Yeah. Ridicule. No, I, I I think we should probably start winding down here. But as we as we end, Patty, yeah, I, I got to go to the bathroom really bad. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Oh, well, the perfect man. time. Well, I I just wanted to ask you. Uh, Wait, you don't have a. Let's you, keep him on. You don't have a bottle under your table. <laughs> no. Let's. Did that? You guys didn't tell me those were the rules. That's that's part of the rule. You sh- you should just know that. That's, that's two what you do when two you're on a hour show. episode minimum. None of us. Hey, Sean, this is only you. This is only you. You're the only one with a bottle under your table right now. I just want to let you know that. I actually upgraded to a bedpan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Not a catheter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be the uh, the ultimate to go. Oh man, okay. Oh. Sorry, Anthony. <laughs> no, sorry, as, Anthony. As we wrap up, I just I wanted to ask you, like, you know, having been young adult pastor over at Kettering, what are some things you sort of dived into this a little bit? But what are some things like you're hopeful about and like you're seeing are are beautiful? Yeah. Well, you know, hey, I, I I recognize that I'm still in an institutional church. Part of the reason that you know for me, I. Walla Walla was a dream job. I loved working as a chaplain there. Um, I could have done it for years more than what I did. Um, but, uh, you know, there were, uh, we felt God leading. We felt, you know, doors opening up for my wife and her opportunity. Um, and for some things to change for us as a family, cause, uh, you know, and you guys know, I was, I was very busy and, and did a lot of hours and, and all of that stuff. Um, but one of the things that I knew while I was at Walla Walla is that what we created there was not reality. Hmm. for young adults, right? It was this uh, alternate reality where you have 17 worships in a week that are targeting your age group put together by, Mm -hmm. by and large, your age group. Um, And that's just not reality unless you're, when you graduate, you're going to stay in those places. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, And the Adventist, the Adventist ghettos. Right. And so, you know, part of coming here for me from a professional standpoint was how do I help create um, you know, uh, the kind of church that young adults want to be a part of, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, and I recognize coming here, I'm still in an institutional church. It's not a, it's not a college church. Um, you know, we're across the street from a college, but it's an, it's a healthcare college, you know, and you only have about yeah. 10% that are actually Adventists. Um, oh, wow. and, and even above that, you have uh, very non-traditional age students. The average age is 28. So you have the younger ones, but then it's all over the board. Hmm. Um, practically already seniors, like a uh, senior citizen. So. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's very different. Um, but, uh, but we are a part of a, a hospital system. At least we're across the street from one, um, that is large in this community that is actively seeking young adult Adventists to come to this community, to lead out in the, the hospital organization, to participate in the leadership of the church. Mm. And so we have an opportunity, I think here, both, um, in monetary and in, you know, human resources to try to do something can not, that can not only create a great community of faith here, but be a blessing to the larger church, at least in North America. Mm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we could figure out some things here on how to do church, how to go from, how to change from going to this kind of a church that is, you know, fading to non-existent, mm. you know, non-existence yeah. to a vibrant church that is growing. I mean, we, yeah. um, here we, we just, uh, a couple of months ago as a church, which we had a business meeting where, um, you know, we had about 120 people out. Half of those were young adults. 
wow. at the business wow, meeting that's awesome. That's awesome. that voted to uh, go forward with an $8 million children's wing expansion project. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Y- you know, and there's do a. Do you part- want to just vote on like a maybe just a million dollar gift to North Carolina <laughs> Fellowship? You want to do oh, that? Well, over to my sure. church. Sure, I'll send a check. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's people that have said we have a growing um, children's program and we don't have room for them, and we need to invest there mm. because that's going to yeah. have an effect at, at all the other levels of the church, right? That's awesome. Um, we just invested into the youth program and what's happening down there, um, and. There are things that the church is doing. We're a part of our, our academy, uh, okay, that we're a part of um, is, is now get this, it's an Adventist school that is growing by leaps and bounds. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, yeah. Those are rare words. They, yeah, they, they were, uh, boy, I don't know how many years ago, it was before I got here and whatever else, they were down to, I think they were at 300 students. Um, we're now at, f- they expect to be at 417 this quarter. Nice. And, and they is think that because next- you got there? It's because of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I as soon know. as he stepped uh, off the plane. <laughs> actually, part of it is, you know. <laughs> as soon as he stepped of off it, the plane, 100 people signed up for yeah, the school. Yeah. Part of it is, um, you know, that they're actively seeking y- young families to mm. come and work as a part of the hospital system. But oh, awesome. part of it, too, is really innovative thinking on how to provide funding. We have a large group of Rwandan refugees that are coming yeah. oh, wow. to the school in the last couple of years. There's a large group of Hispanic low-income uh, students yeah. that are coming and that's been through, you know, really trying to come together as a community and find funding to help them go, mm, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and what's great about being a part of the hospital system is they see a need. They have all these kids that we can get their tuition paid for, but man, they can't get to the school. Mm. They don't have anybody to mm. drive them. And then the hospital says, well, we can fix that. We've got vans. Mm, you take yeah. our vans and pick those kids up and take them home. And nice. now we've got wow. 80, 80 students out of that. That's and, beautiful. Wow. Know, that's so cool. Awesome. Um, and so there's good things like that happening, um, but it's not perfect. Um, you mm, know, yeah. I mean, we are trying to, the, the church went from kind of being a, a, a high church, um, you know, back in the day it was great and, but it's, it's aged and mm-hmm. it was dying. And then now, you know, they've, they've kind of uh, inserted this new young adult. Uh, they, they've given room for young adults to come in and, and really yeah. participate but it's messy mm-hmm. and we don't have it all figured yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're trying to figure out what, how to make it work uh, to move forward in healthy ways. And I think the advantage we have is we've got young adults that are really talented um, mm-hmm. and frustrated, I think, with how it's been, but they're not walking yeah. away yet. Wow. That's awesome. And I think that that's, that's, that's an advantage that yeah. we have. At least that's what, you know, I, I see. Um, so, you know, we're just trying to figure it out. Um, but, we are growing in young adults. We are growing in the percentage of young You're growing adults. young. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. not because of the book or yeah. study. That's the other yeah. thing that's kind of funny to me, too, is that, you know, we also, in, in the church, we really, we take people that, um, you know, like read or have, they have their doctorates and whatever, or they've, yeah. they've read the book. And so we're going to let them do all these um, presentations and what it means to grow young. But nobody really in the system is doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you can't look, you can't pinpoint. You tell me right now, five outside of institutional churches, like yeah. university churches, that are growing and doing really impactful things for young adults in the Adventist system. Yeah. Name them. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, North Hill Adventist Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, well, actually, it's like we've actually like we've grown and and it's awesome. But no, you're right. And actually, I, I will just share that one, my heart 
for my church is I've wanted to see a church that can grow. Can't like my question is, can an Adventist church grow outside of being attached to a school like an a, a, a elementary school or a, a high school or a college? Can it grow outside or where there's no Adventist hospital? Can it just mm-hmm. grow out in the middle of suburbia? You know where none of that is, and I—that's what we're hoping to to figure out. Because I, I genuinely don't know it. Most of our churches that are growing young is because there's young people already there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and part of that leads to the how. You know, so we sort of the who, the why, and the how. Um, you know, and yeah. some of that is, you know, it, our resources are are um, caught up in the structure, and they're yeah. not trick, trickling down to the local church as they should. Um, yeah. And that's a problem. But that's that's the kind of stuff that has to change if we're going to get serious about, yeah. you know, really capturing the younger, the mind and the hope of the younger generation. But again, the younger generation has to also step up to the challenge. Yeah. Mm. To actually doing wow. it. Wow. Mm. Thanks, Patty. Patty, I, I just want to thank so you good. so much for being on uh, on the show. Uh, we all thank you. get a B, a B minus. Uh, no seriously patty thank you so much yeah um and we're just glad to 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 know you yeah i mean being i mean patty and i mean it's it's obviously apparent we've known you for a long time but i mean we don't get to talk to you like this anymore like there's we're usually so busy like don't pick up your phone man so this is like Jesse, don't turn this into an insult. This is a special no, moment. No, I, I this want is to a special tell Patty. Moment. I'm just uh, letting this my grievances on air. <laughs> so, but but Patty, the the point is that's Jesse's way of saying we miss you. Yeah. And uh, we we, we appreciate this conversation. We we like having these conversations. So we're hoping we can have more. Um, with you. Well, I, and let me I, let me just jump in for a second. Of course, love all you guys. I mean, you know, except Jesse. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And thanks for doing all I, of our weddings. Uh, it's yeah, well that's true. We, we appreciate um, you. <laughs> you know that uh, it, it it's fun to get on there with you guys. I'm glad that you guys are again. You're you're in that group that is talented and and hasn't walked away, and I'm thankful yeah. for that because again, that's the only hope that we have. Um, yeah. You know, and um, you know, as far as uh, all the other stuff, I think you know specifically Jesse. Um, when you have a 17 and a 14 year old, um, yeah. You know, then you you holler back at me. And, uh, <laughs> Let me know how life's Patty, going. I I will literally I will literally out of spite just set aside an hour every day when I have a fourteen <laughs> year old just to tell you, look, I'm calling you. Yeah, and, That's all. I was and when do you do that. that, when you do that long enough, and then suddenly you get off that phone call and you realize they've all left you, <laughs> <laughs> or they're dead because or they're dead because you were on the phone with me. Uh. Then. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, that's true. Yeah, okay. I, I, I get that. Yeah. That's great. No, Patty, seriously, thank you so much, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I'm glad you're doing it. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Seeking What They Sought. Big thanks to Patty for joining us today. As I said before, we'll be taking a little break from posting new episodes, but we'll be back with loads of great content that we hope will be both meaningful and uh, fun to listen to. Big thanks to everyone who's given us feedback or left a review in the iTunes store. That's all super helpful, and we really, really appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Seeking What They Saw.